Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. This is Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on uh, Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, and today we're talking with my buddy uh, John Breaker from Birdie Ball. And John's got some incredible stuff going on uh, in his world there. I, there's one thing I wanted to tell you, you know, you've helped me and we've, we've put this putting green in at my place and now we're doing some more landscaping around it and all this for some TV stuff we're doing in between <laughs> on the deck that's right next to it. I have your strike mat. Okay. And okay, so uh-huh. in, in between shots and stuff, we always have the b- bucket of birdie balls out there in the wedges. <laughs> and so we're hitting them out into yeah. the yard. And that's kind of the little <laughs> reprieve that we do there. So oh, yeah. I wanted oh, yeah. I wanted to thank you for that. That was Oh yeah. It's always yep. a lot of fun. You know so you've seen our setup here in Evergreen and and I literally have three wagons of birdie balls. Okay. So it, I you know, gosh, and I'm let me how many do you think that is? I'm gonna say I've got twenty, maybe twenty five hundred birdie balls in play. Sure. Um, you know, so you know, we go through one wagon and then we, you know, we bring the other wagon and then we go through the other wagon. And, and so at lunch, you know, the employees come out and do it. Um, you know, uh, we actually have to stagger lunch because people want to hit birdie balls. We've got this, this, uh, this fun game set up out here and they, you know, they, they play at lunch and, and, uh, you know, the admin, you know, which I guess I'm part of the admin side of this. We do our lunch a little later in the day, you know, one thirty, two o'clock. Yeah, but we are every day we're pounding birdie balls, and I'm going to say, like I say, every wagon, you know, maybe maybe eight hundred or so in a wagon. Sure. And we'll we'll empty a wagon, you know, we'll empty a wagon a day, you know, and then after three days, we got to go, we got to go get them. <laughs> and we got this fun little thing we call a shag wheel, and you just roll it on the ground, and they pop in, and and you know, no, we did not invent it, and it's one of these things where, you know, that's a great invention. It is. It's designed to pick up uh, acorns, you know. So ah. it, it picks up golf balls perfectly too. So, you know, we sell them online. They're called the Shag Wheel, uh, you know. But for anybody that you know wants to go to the hardware store and find this, it, it's uh, you know it's for picking up acorns. <laughs> but it's just a you know it's just a metal cage that rolls on the ground. And yeah, the balls just pop in. So you know it's just like you know just like vacuuming. You go out there and get them all and. But, uh, you, you know, you were saying you got this bucket on the deck and, and I know you are going to believe this. when I say you can never have too many birdie balls. That is true. <laughs> you can never that have is too true. Many, you know, and so, you know, you, you know, what's interesting, of- you know, it's interesting. I, just, I didn't mean to interrupt you, John, but you know, what's interesting yeah. is when you get somebody that comes over to the house and they've never like that guy you were talking about in the show that, yeah. 
you know, wouldn't yep. hit one. It wasn't golf yep. purist, um, whatever like that. Well, sure. I don't have too many of those friends, but I have friends that come <laughs> over and some of them don't play golf, but they're kind of curious. And they're like, what's that napkin ring thing there on the ground? Mm -hmm. Oh, here, mm -hmm. you know, and, yep. and all of a sudden they'll, you know, it takes a few practice swings because especially if they're not used to swinging a golf club, but all of a sudden they'll hit that. And if they connect with it properly, they're yeah. like, Hey, that's really cool. And then the rest yep. of the damn afternoon, they're standing up there hitting birdie balls. <laughs> won't join the barbecue, right. you know? So yeah, right, 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 it's, it's, yep. it's pretty it's funny the, the effect the that it has. Ball. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, I know we've said this probably before on your show, but, you know, when you're in the direct consumer business, you know, one of the banes of your existence is returns. You know, regardless of how good you can do anything in the world, you aren't going to make everybody happy, right? Right. And so, you know, on the putting green side of things, you know, that's common. You know, people are expecting, okay, so let's talk about the indoor green. You know, they're expecting uh, turf. And of course, we do turf, but we do it outdoor and it's significantly more expensive. Uh, because of, you know, the, uh, you know, just the cost of the, of the raw material. Sure. But, you know, the foam grains are extremely viable. They're, they're designed for the indoor. But when they open the box, they're expecting, you know, uh, AstroTurf-ish. Then they, and they see a, a, a textured foam material. You know, they, they might, if they haven't read everything they should have before they made the purchase, they, may, they might uh, not even take it out of the box, Okay. And so we do run into that. And so I'm going to say, you know, we're at a 1% return rate kind of thing, which is still very, very low in the industry, you know, but 1%, you know, you do 10,000 of them a year. I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. something. So, you know, we're dealing with it. We deal with that a little bit. In a year, in a year of birdie ball, some years go by where there's none, none returned. Okay. So in the history of the company, 19 years, we're now up to where we're about four dozen returned. And I think, you know, last month somebody returned a dozen and you're in, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> it's, it, we all gather around it. It's like a, how did that happen? <laughs> and, and it's because they do not ever disappoint you. Right. They do not ever, 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 ever. And I honestly, if somebody from Apple was to call me and tell me they have a lower return rate than four dozen over 19 years. Yeah, do it. I, I mean, even people will return iPhones for stupid reasons. Oh, right? yeah. So, so you know, I, I hold that return rate up as a holy grail. And I honestly, somebody else out there that sells something to somebody, tell me you have sold 7 million of something and had 48 total returns. <laughs> and like it came in the, it came in the in in four you know transactions four dozen sure over nineteen years over nineteen years you know that that means you know we're exceeding people's expectations it's exceeding it and so you know that that's you know that, that for what that's worth it is it is interesting uh, that we you know we can do that. Well, you know, and my family was in the retail business a long time ago. And you're right. Returns were always kind of the bane of, of their existence. And the other thing was, is they were a one, you know, one little brick and mortar building 
And right. they sold cowboy stuff, boots and hats and shirts and all that. And some of the yeah. some of the stuff people would try to pull the wool over your eyes with when they wanted to return. I mean, I remember this one thing, <laughs> one one situation because I I worked that is that uh, lady came in and she bought a pair of jeans for her, a pair of jeans for her husband, and brought him a shirt, brought her a blouse, bought two pairs of cowboy boots, bought a couple of straw hats. They were going to somewhere um, a gathering a party whatever monday morning eight eight o'clock well actually the store opened at nine so she was back there at nine o'clock said she wanted to return all this stuff because it didn't fit properly and so on and so forth but you looked there was makeup on the like her collar of her shirt yeah um <clears throat> the guy's shirt smelled like uh, cigarette smoke i mean and we right. can't we can't legally like have yeah. these cleaned and then resell them as new clothing right, right, you know right, right. and the boots had right. scuffs and stuff over them. um and and this was a long time ago so forgive me for dating it like this but yeah. the, oh, yeah, yeah. the thing was is she was like i said well i'll tell you what i'll i'll um i'm not going to take the clothes back because i can't do that and there's nothing wrong with them there's no flaws in them or anything i i will um i did something like gave her credit on the boots or something she got really mad at me and yeah. She said, well, you know, Nordstrom's will take anything back. I said, we're not Nordstrom's, you know, we're, we're yeah. just a little mom and pop store and we can't, yeah. we can't do that. And I, <clears throat> I actually think, I mean, in one way, excuse me for coughing it, you know, that's a, that's good customer service, but it's also kind of spoiled people to make up excuses yeah. sometimes if they spent money, maybe they shouldn't or what have you. They just, you know, they'll, they do stuff. Yep. So. Most people are really yeah. good about it, you know, like that. But that's a pretty incredible record you have there over 19 years and only four dozen birdie balls coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I say, you know, we're in the normal universe on the putting green side of the business. Sure. But uh, something super, super special about the birdie ball in that regard. Yeah, it's good. John Breaker, it is always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. <laughs> we we do have fun. It's uh, it is uh, an opportunity to, you know, really, um, you know, talk to someone about some things that, uh, you know, matter to the golf business yeah. that aren't always talked about. So yeah. I appreciate the opportunity because, you know, we, we, we do some important stuff, and uh, but we are a small mom and pop. You know, I've got my whole family working here, and, and we do take it you know, personally, and, you know, but we, we have fun. You know, we call ourselves the golf innovation company. And, and that's, I think, you know, I think that's a truism. And one of our hallmarks is that, you know, we aren't going to copy, you know, what somebody else has done. It's already been done. Right. Uh, let's, let's break new, let's break new, you know, trails and, and not always successful, but, you know, try, try, trying something new every day. There you go. John, thanks for being with us this week. Folks, we'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. Go out and hit some golf balls. Have some fun. Take care, everybody.